0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the pod. In this episode, I'm going to provide uh, an update on coronavirus. We're going to talk about the lockdowns occurring across different places in the country. We're going to talk about the dangers and the benefits of these lockdowns. And then in the second part of the show, visions of moving forward. How do we move forward out of this crisis? What do we learn? What do we take away? So you know what to do. Check out my website, tstuch.com, dot Like and subscribe on YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. Follow me on Twitter, tstutch one Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome everyone, welcome. Here we are again. Here we are and I cannot believe the places we are in the united states i you know i can't say this enough we are in the twilight zone we are in another dimension we are in a parallel universe since i was younger since i was a i was around you know i'd say about let's go 10 to 15 years ago Is when I first heard about the possibility of things like martial law and uh, needing to be prepared for apocalyptic events, and how, you know, I started learning about the ideas of societal fragility to a limited extent. And at that time, I got big into certain things like, oh, the government's gonna do this and they're gonna shut everything down and everyone's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be like total communist dictatorship. Now, I don't think we're there. I think we're in a very different kind of situation, but the idea of the world, of the economy, of life as we know it coming to a halt has been inconceivable. It's not something that we ever thought would happen in our lifetimes, not on the scale that we are in, not in the way that it happened. In our world, we are so used to uh, progressive change, even when the change happens fast like cell phone adoption and internet. you know These things happen quickly on the term of uh, humans, but they've also happened gradually. You didn't just wake up one day and someone was telling you, hey, um, now everybody uses the internet or hey uh now everybody's using a cell phone it was you know oh this person uses a cell phone that person uses a cell phone email all that shit things like that happen more progressively gradually over time and i think a lot of people have thought about the possibility of an event that happens like this but no one really took it seriously i mean I would like to say myself included, but not really. Um, I'm uh, I'm always uh, – even though I'm optimistic about the future and I, I think that's proven in my activities like going to Taiwan and just living my life, I'm optimistic about the future always. But I'm also simultaneously a little paranoid, not like a constant sense of paranoia, but there's always something in the back of my head that's like, hey – This shit's not guaranteed, and this shit could end, or at least we could have a collapse or a war. Or there's many different ways and things that could set off something into motion. And so this is something that I have, you know, kind of just always had in the back of my head the last several years. Even though it, you can't let it come to the forefront because if it's always in the forefront of your mind, then you're kind of paralyzed. You're not able to act. You're not able to move, and that is also not helpful to survival. But now we're in a situation where New York State is on lockdown. 100% of non-essential workers need to stay home. This is unprecedented. These are unprecedented actions. I don't know anybody who would have thought that this scenario would be possible in our current environment, that this scenario would be playing out at all. California is on lockdown. Um, I know in LA they issued orders to uh, shelter in place. Let's take a look. So um, LA, shelter in place. Let's take a look-see, guys. <clears throat> do 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 Okay, so Los Angeles County, this is from uh, – all right, so we've got some things here from – let's take a look at uh, – got a couple news sites up. BuzzFeed, all Californians, nearly 40 million people, have been ordered to stay home to stop the spread of coronavirus. Okay, Um Yes, so until further notice to slow the spread. All right, so we got that in California. Yeah, LA County ordered unprecedented stay-at-home rules amid coronavirus. Uh, Following recent shelter-in-place orders from the Bay Area, only essential business would be allowed to stay open. So only essential businesses are allowed to stay open in LA, San Francisco. California is going into a type of lockdown mode. Um, Similar in New York State. As well as Texas is not on the same is not the same. Uh, in Texas, our situation is different. We have orders. Well, uh, we have orders from the um, from the governor to close many businesses, but not we're not at the close one hundred percent of non-essential businesses. So that is positive. Let's take a look at uh, Texas. Um, Texas. Lockdown. Like I said, it's not really a lockdown. So let's uh, let's see. Let's see what is uh, happening in Tejas. Okay, so Texas governor orders lockdown orders. Let's see. The executive order shuts schools and limits public gatherings to 10 people. Um, Austin, Texas. So it says Greg Abbott issued an executive order limiting public gatherings to 10 people, shutting schools, prohibiting visitors to nursing homes and retirement communities, and limiting bars and restaurants to takeout through April 3rd in an effort to slow the spread of COVID-19. He also recommended that non-essential state employees telework. So this is um, interesting stuff, super interesting stuff from the governor of Texas. Um, As we can see now, states across the country are slowly but surely entering into some type of lockdown. Let's take a look at Florida. Florida state, Florida lockdown. So Florida has been on the news a lot because they have not been shutting down beaches and lots of spring breakers are still going out. Um, Let's see here. More on Florida lockdown. Yeah, see, there's really not a lot. Lockdown for Miami, not out of the question. Hmm. Okay, so Florida is not in lockdown is how it looks. It looks as though there have been some closures though of like I think there was a closure of a beach. Uh people have been very reluctant to stop their lives and their partying in Florida. And and here's the thing, I understand I totally understand. Um people should I do believe that for a for a short period of time, I want to use the word reasonable. For a reasonable period of time, I do fully believe that people should comply with the uh, with the idea of social distancing and not going to work for a certain period of time. But we have to be careful because the there are lots of unknowns. I do agree with stopping the spread of this thing. But many people's lives are going to be destroyed and damaged from these lockdown orders as well. And we have to keep that in mind. And I'm not against – like I said, I – can, I am more favorable for some sh- kind of short-term lockdown period, where the government can provide some kind of assistance to people, uh, while at the same time people are able to, hey, three weeks, right? You hold down, you wait two or three weeks, and we move forward from there. So it's um, this is, you know, I I can see that I can see that. Uh, But what I don't want to see are indefinite shutdowns of businesses, of towns, of orders indefinitely for people to remain in their homes. These kinds of things are on a different scale. They're a different level, and we have to realize this. We have to realize that we have to find a way forward. We must find a way forward. Okay. Um, So – there is a huge debate going on right now on Twitter, and I think this will be – this is going to be what we're looking at. Um, this is going to be what we are looking at for the next couple of weeks. There's going to be huge debate online about where do we draw the line. Do we lock down the whole country? Do we shut down everything for this virus when we don't have the data? I do understand. I do understand the arguments for a lockdown. Uh, the argument goes that if we shut down for a short period of time, we, we could eliminate the virus or we could at least bring the situation into containment. So there's a couple theories, one by a guy named Yanir Baryam who says, look, if we shut down everything for two to three weeks, after 14 days, we'll know who is who presents as being sick. We'll know who has the sickness. will know because the incubation time will have already passed. It'll also allow those individuals who are sick to, um, to get over the virus, even if they're asymptomatic. Maybe they will move out of the realm of being contagious. So if we shut down for, say, two or three weeks, we can cover people who become sick. We can prevent further spread. And then after that, we can open. So instead of having And what they bring this up against is the idea – this is in contrast to the idea of just – of doing what we're doing now, which is kind of closing certain things down but still letting people do it because the virus can still spread in this situation. And I understand that, Um, and I don't know the best course of action to do here, but I do think we have to be careful with whatever situation we – with whatever situation we decide to go with. People are going to be hurt either way, and I think we all have to realize that. Um, yeah, people are going to be hurt either way. We have to understand that, and we have to be able to move forward. we got to be able to continue life. So how can we continue life the best way? Uh, let's hold on for some uh, ads. and I'll So now we're back and it's obvious that we as i said earlier we're in a whole different world. So let's talk a little bit about what do you think the future holds? Well, I'll tell you what i think Mofo. I think the future is for one, of course, it's uncertain. It's uncertain like anything we have uh we have seen um and i think a lot of people Sorry, I was just seeing something here. I think the future has always been uncertain, right? But never has it been in my lifetime to this degree where the uncertainty is obvious. Because last month, I've said this before last month, last week, you know, two weeks ago. A month ago, two months ago, people were planning for the future. People were getting, you know, planning their marriages, their honeymoons, their vacations, their birthday parties, their, um, you know, projects and activities throughout the year, and for next year. And now, many people are wondering if they'll even have a job. So, what can we do? I I would say that there's a couple things we can do during this quarantine. If you have – um, let's see. If you have time and you have food and you have water and you can defend yourself, then I would say now is a time to reinvent your skills. Learn how to code. Look into 3D printing. Learn how to write. Learn how to research. Make plans for when this shit opens up. What can you make? What service can you provide? What can you create on very little capital infusion? Capital infusion. And what I mean is, how much capital do you need to start up? Look into the different businesses and opportunities that you can engage in with no money to start or with just some time. Yeah, it's no money, time, you know, minimal resources. What can you get started doing? Because when the economy gets started again, I believe that there's going to be a lot of people out of work. I think that it's going to be – we're going to have to rearrange the way we do society because we can't have lockdowns like this. We Or if we do have lockdowns like this in the future, we can't have a lockdown that just throws everyone out of work and that nobody has a job when they come out. We have to be able to – if we're going to live in a world of international travel like we do, we're going to have to figure out ways and methods to not just help people when they're sick, but as people have said, you know, a lot of people, Joe Rogan has pointed out, Nassim Taleb has pointed out, that this is like, this isn't the big one. This isn't the big virus, because we would know that already, because many more people would be dead, most likely. This is a big virus, it's killing lots of people. And It's causing lots of problems, but it's not 50% fatality rate. What we want to do is figure out what, how can we reorient our lives for that event. How can we reorient our lives for the next avian flu that's going to come down from most likely Asia? I mean, of course, it could be from anywhere, but how are we going to fight against the avian flu, which is going to kill 50 or 60% of people? Because we can't have these debates about that. We can't be scared to shut down flights from an affected country because of the economic consequences. We can't be unable to stay home from work for two weeks when a real-life killer pandemic is sweeping through the streets. We have to figure out something like that. And the thing is, this is the interesting uh, different ways of thinking that people would fall into. People might say, "Look, dude, we don't really need to plan for that because it's so rare. Like most of the time, that's not going to happen, so we don't just don't we just don't worry about it." It's like, no, 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 no. That's why we're in the situation we're in now, because we've had no plan. Because now that we've had no plan, we've had uh, you know sixty, seventy, eighty, a hundred years without a major pandemic. Now we go, oh shit. We got one scare and now the whole world is shutting down because we never made a plan for this. So now we could have a whole generation of lost economic growth because nobody wanted to figure out. Nobody wanted to work on creating systems and barriers and and ways to get around a viral pandemic like this. And Now we know it's here. So now we got to figure out how to deal with it. Now, in the short term, like I said, I think people's most focused needs need to be where do I get food? How do I get water? How do I protect myself? Once you figure that out, then you're good for a lot of reasons. One is that your financial obligations are the least of your worry right now. Remember, you got to look at priorities. Look at priorities. So paying off your mortgage um, is not going to matter when nobody's out on the streets. Okay, you're not going to have to worry about people kicking you out of your home now. In fact, a lot of these things will probably be suspended, the payments on these things. Um, so you'll probably be okay for now. What else? Uh, after that, it's about you know job afterwards. So how are you going to you know make and provide for yourself afterwards? That's what we have to figure out going forward. How do you provide for yourself going forward? People have talked about things like gardens. Um, people need to start learning how to do indoor farming. People need to start having a supply of goods no matter what. We probably always need to have now some kind of medical supplies. I think that in the US, we need to start adopting the Asian the Asian cultural idea of mask wearing. So when the fall comes around and people are um, – when fall and winter – and early spring or around, people need to become much more accustomed to wearing masks to protect themselves and others from infection. That needs to be a normal thing now. We have to look at these types of things. We have to learn how to reorient ourselves. People online have talked a lot about work, remote work. We'll probably be seeing more remote work. Businesses will need to figure out how to do more and more remote work instead of always having people come in or instead of always sending people across the country for business meetings. Now, some of those things will still be essential. It's not going to be the end of of meetings because you do need people there. Um, It's not going to be the end of companies coming into work because you do get a synergy when you're with people. But I think that you'll be looking at less essential functions will be uh, left to online in the virtual space. Um, People are already adapting to the virtual space, so more and more people are offering classes. More and more people are offering services online. We already see the transformation in the delivery economy. More and more restaurants are going to have to adapt to deliveries. Maybe places that did not have a delivery or takeout model will have to make it to where that is a primary function. So that will be interesting. Like I said, I think people need to also look into 3D printing. How can people be able to make things in their own home? How can we start growing and making things on our own premises to make ourselves less dependent on international flows of goods, while still maintaining international flows of goods, you know these are uh, these are important questions that we have to ask ourselves, and we have to figure out. And right now, we are seeing how this is playing out, how people adapt, and like uh, you know, this is we are in an interesting time of evolution, of change. And when you change, and when you evolve, you have to go through periods of pain. In order to come out on the other side and see the growth, we all experience this individually. Not all of us, actually. Some people spend their lives avoiding the pain that's necessary to grow. Some people, because they're so afraid of the pain, they continue to feel the pain and they never have the courage to move past it. But as a society, we're no longer, we don't have the luxury anymore of not feeling the pain. And trying to move past it, and that's the stage we're in. you know Scott Adams has talked about this, other people have talked about this. We will see the new growth of society moving forward. so for now we have to stay hunkered down, but we also have to be ready. I say this we have to be vigilant to take back our rights. so anybody anybody who is um, listening to this. Be prepared to get out on the front lines when this is over and demand your rights back. I'm already thinking about the situation. We have to think about how much longer do we allow this to go on. We have to figure out how we can restructure the economy. I am totally in favor of Donald Trump pushing companies to bring back manufacturing here to the United States. Um, and Honestly, other countries and companies need to think about the same thing. And other companies in the US need to think about this situation about um, you know people were talking about hiring their workforces overseas uh, for manufacturing but also services right if you have an Indian call center and India tells all their people to go home, how do you manage that if you have a factory in China and China has an outbreak, how do you manage that when you have to shut everything down in other countries and you don't have control over it so companies are going to have to restructure. Um, and I also think that in the United States, we're going to have to start stop outsourcing our unpleasant jobs, our unpleasant pollution. We're going to have to lower taxes, I think, for businesses, for investment in businesses. We're going to have to lower environmental regulations to some degree. We st- we have to be careful with that, in my opinion, because you know we want things like our clean water. We want things like um, uh, clean air. We have to figure out ways to technologically evolve so that way we can maintain our production, we can maintain our investment, maintain our growth while simultaneously protecting ourselves and our environment. And this is, uh, we're in a new world. So let's take advantage of this. And uh, if you want to check out my website, I will be documenting daily life here um, in the Houston area, the Houston suburbs. Um, I will. You can follow me at tstutch.com, T-S-T-U-C-H.com. You can follow me on YouTube, Taylor Space Stutch. You can follow me on Twitter, tstutch1. Follow me on the Twitter. I'm really loving it. Um, There's so many good and interesting people on there. So that is it, and thank you. Have a fantastic and safe day.